This is the Academic Survival Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Chandra McDonald. Statistics show that approximately 40% of students drop out of college every year. In fact, nearly 30% drop out their first year. Well, I am on a mission to improve these stats. And also, like, sometimes some teachers aren't really good at explaining certain topics, but your friends might be better. For example, like, I can uh, clearly remember um, back in when I was doing Calculus 3, right? Calculus 3 is a very 3D-oriented class, right? So, so So you have these mathematical equations that model 3D objects, right? You have, like, the X, the Y, and the Z plane, and... For whatever reason, it just came very naturally to me, right? Um, and but some of my cl- classmates they struggled with that, and the teacher was moving so fast in class they couldn't keep up. But because we had studied, you know, we we always studied and prepared for exams as a group. You know that concept. I would go and like break it down, like to how to think about it. And because I had more time, I could break it down and take it slow versus the teacher, right? So, and the same thing happened for me, for example, like when we were doing physics too, right? There are certain concepts of electricity and I really struggled with it. Um, but I had friends who were planning to go into electrical engineering. So they taught me, helped me understand where, where my gap was. That's mechanical engineer Mamadou Diallo explaining the importance of study groups. Join us as we dive into the world of engineering. We discuss the Engineering Career Pathways Institute, the different disciplines in engineering, and key habits that successful students develop to maximize their learning potential. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Academic Survival Podcast. Today I have with me Mamadou Diallo. He is an engineer and I am so excited that you agreed to come on the podcast with me today. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Um, Excited to be on here to talk about engineering and hopefully share something that will be beneficial. Yes, yes. So can you start off by telling me uh, what school you went to? So I went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Um, short name is UMBC. Uh, and I studied mechanical engineering there. Um, actually, I went to two schools. I started a community college. So I went to uh-huh. the community college of Baltimore County. I got my associate degree in engineering science. And then from there, I went to um, transfer it to finish up my bachelor's degree. All right. So did you know coming out of high school that you wanted to be an engineer all along or was it, you know, did you pick a major and then switch majors? How was that for you? No, I did not know at all. As a matter of fact, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my bachelor's degree. Um, Well, after high school, I just know that, of course, you know, um, I was always drawn to medicine, you know, but usually a lot of Students want to go to medicine. They they want to do something like biology, which I didn't really. I wasn't interested in. So mm-hmm. I was on this dilemma. And so when I graduated high school and uh, I didn't know what to do, I decided to go to community college. And actually, I did general studies for my first year of of of, mm-hmm. of college. And I took 
classes in my interest. So history, math, I explored career paths. You know, I didn't really have that guidance going out of high school. So I explored and then I, I enjoyed challenging, solving challenging problems and concepts, you know, and eventually I saw this thing that was engineering. I was like, oh, what is it? It, it seems very cool. It seems very hard. You know, it seems it's going to mm. test me. So I was drawn to the challenge of, you know, doing something that appeared difficult. And because I know it would make me a better person, a better individual. So from there on, I went, I went down the rabbit hole of engineering and trying to do pre-med at the same time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it was interesting. So then, yeah. So basically, I started the engineering curriculum my second year of college to get my associate degree. Uh, you know, it was tough. It was hard, but I liked it. And also it was while taking pre-med classes as well. So when I when I got my associate degree, you know, I had the option of, well, I had the option of doing both, but I was just so interested and in, in love with engineering. I told myself, listen, you know, if I ever want to do pre-med or take the MCAT, you know, I can always do that. Let me just focus on engineering and see how it goes. So yeah, when I transferred, I focused on just mechanical engineering I graduated, you know, started working, and I've been enjoying it so far. All right. So did you have any stumbling blocks along the way in terms of engineering? Did you ever feel as though this is too hard, I I need help, or did you have to ever get tutoring? Yes. I, I think, honestly, one of the the hardest thing was, you know, of course, we always talk about diversity and, and things like that, but you know, when I looked around classmates, teachers, and even, you know, when I went to Korea first and things like that, I never really saw people of color. So it was just, pre, uh, you know, predominantly um, led by, you know, so I I never really, I didn't really see a lot and I wasn't really sure, you know, is this for me? I'm, am I doing this right? Why? You know, mm-hmm. I don't see anyone. I couldn't really see anyone who I could relate to or relate to or work with so it was kind of hard you know Mm. but there were a few black students here and there you know and we worked together studied together of course we had also everyone in there but it was kind of hard that was honestly the hardest challenge that feeling included you know when i saw engineering Mm. the presence engineering so that was definitely hard Uh, it was harder than the curriculum itself to be honest really you're you're I have a friend who has an engineering background and he he said something similar that being in that space and 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 people really not expecting him as a black male to be in engineering was was harder for him than than the coursework cuz you know he was really really good at math so mm-hmm. yeah and so with you 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 experienced something similar were were you able to uh find a mentor Someone that you could follow that maybe not necessarily on campus, but somewhere in life, were you able to find a a, a mentor? Huh. Hmm. To be honest, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, like in terms of engineering mentor, honestly, no. You know, I'm I'm fortunate because so I I did have support, and I'm so grateful for that. Right. So, for example, in coming to college. Mm-hmm. There was Laura Lemire. She was she was the uh, the dean of the she was the director of the engineering program at the community college, you know. And they had this program to to help 
people of color and people from underprivileged backgrounds, you know, to support them in 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 STEM, right? So there was like this scholarship mm-hmm. program. It supported uh, students who were doing engineering or computer science um, or or IT, you know, or so things like that. So she, uh, you know, we would have a get together, and she played an important role because also, you know. When I was in the process of getting my associate degree and I did, I was still doubtful that I could do this because I couldn't really see other people who look like me doing it. You know, she helped me mm-hmm. get a, um, she helped me get an internship, you know, with, with a company that was locally that was recruiting. When I got there, I started working, you know, it made a huge step because it allowed me to get around other engineers and what they do and say, oh, okay, well, you know, I could, do this as well you know it's not as complicated uh it's not as complex um so that was a very very important step and then when i transferred it was really just working with and studying with friends that made the biggest difference Mm. yeah so basically uh sounds like having that support group of of like-minded individuals trying to go down the same path provided Mm-hmm. provided you a little bit of um a little bit of love along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know that there's different types of engineers. Tell me about the different types and how you ended up choosing mechanical engineering. So there's there's mechanical engineering and mechanical engineering is focused on 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 motion. So like any materials, any um vehicles or structures that involve movement mechanics mechanical engineering focuses on that and then you have electrical engineering that focuses on electricity the uh, the use the the convert converting electricity to another form of usable energy or providing electricity making electricity accessible you know or basically powering devices using electricity so electrical mm-hmm. engineering focused on that as a basis and then of course you had Computer engineering, uh, computer engineering focuses on on hardware, so like the devices you need to build computers, but also the software, like the programs, like you know, if you think about like Windows is is a software program, right? Uh, you need Windows mm-hmm. to run your computer, but you know, if you have Windows, you don't have a computer itself, can't do nothing either, right? So you need both pieces. So computer engineering yeah. merged the two, um, and then you have Beyond that, you have more disciplined fields, but honestly, mm-hmm. all the other ones are subspecialties of that. So, for example, like if you look at aerospace engineering, you know, aerospace mm-hmm. engineering focuses on, you know, airplanes, aerodynamics or space. But really, they apply they apply concepts of mechanical engineering because, you know, right. airplanes are moving objects. Move. Right. So, yes. so like it's a subspeciality of mechanical engineering. And then you'll have like electronics engineering, which is a subspeciality mm-hmm. of electrical engineering, but for smaller devices, you know, because if you think about it, you know, there's electricity in your phone, right? The phone uses electricity, but it uses small devices. So you have, because it's such a complex system, it has its own speciality, right? And then also okay. if you look at the electricity in your house, right? That's also electricity, mm-hmm. but you have two, two different Electric engineers working on it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And then, of course, there's agricultural engineering. And then that's its, its own 
specialty and then you have yeah that's its own discipline agriculture engineering and they wow. they employ a lot of science and chemistry because they usually work with the earth right with the environment mm. rain like composition of the soil um, you know the health of the plants you know or they 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 may make tractors build tractors but there's also mechanical wow. engineering there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about civil engineering? I, I was, was just speaking to. Oh, you began. No, to, I was about to go there. Go yes, yes, I was about to go there. <laughs> civil engineering. Then I have a, I, I have a, um, I have a coworker who, um, whose son wants to become a civil engineer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so can, tell me a little bit more about civil engineering. Yeah, well, then there's civil engineering, which <laughs> civil engineers play a very critical role in our infrastructure and. In our world but if you think about it engineer as an ecosystem everyone plays a role so civil engineers you know they they build structures that shelter that provide service for hum- for humanity or for things you know they just focus on building structures so buildings are designed by civil engineers roads are designed and built by civil engineers. Bridges are designed and built by civil engineers. Yeah, and and within civil engineering, you also have the structural engineering. And the structural engineers, they focus more so on the supporting uh, structures, right, that hold the building in place. So if you think about, Mm -hmm. like, your house, you have walls that that are there, but if if those walls get knocked down, you're fine, really. The house is going to stay standing, right? But then there are certain ah. certain pillars that keep the building up. If you knock those down, the whole thing's going to crumble. So structural yeah, engineers... It has to be structurally sound. Yeah. So structural engineers focus on the the, the, the foundation and, and the ability of the structure of the building to support the load that's going to be on it. So they have to estimate... Right. You know, how what is how much load is this building expected to carry in its lifetime, right? They have to right. calculate what is the likelihood of an earthquake happening. And if uh-huh. so, what is the magnitude of that? Right? And they have to take that into account as a load as well, right? Wow. But there are also civil engineers. And then I actually found out another speciality of civil engineering, which is garage restoration and parking. So yes, I, yes, I heard that episode on your podcast. Yes. yes. So I didn't even know that was a thing, but you know that uh, Nick, that's his speciality. Uh, he studied civil engineering, and so that was a speciality. So you so you have all these niche disciplines right within the larger discipline. So yeah, how that gives you a, a yeah. great overview of it. Yeah, that's really good. Now, when when the there was a that building that that collapsed in was it in Florida it was like a condo mm-hmm. and several people lost their lives was that a was that a mechanical engineering issue of not agricultural but like so you've got structure you've mm-hmm. got mechanical like w- what happened to your to your knowledge if if you know anything about it yeah. you, you know I, what, what's your assessment on on what failed there yeah i looked into it there was also a bridge i think i think in delaware that collapsed uh, last year as well in in the fall so i oh yeah so, i remember that yeah so i so i look into these things so that i'm interested in them but so for example what happened for that it's it was more so like it was a structural issue you know i think 
there was negligence a couple parties mm-hmm. so like of course you know i don't remember how old that building was but there's at some point you know there's supposed to be whoever is in charge of maintaining the building is supposed to have quality and structural engineers to come in and and inspect the building and look at the foundation and see if they notice any cracks and things like that and if they do they're supposed to do something about it right so that's where that idea of maintenance comes in so now mm. in this case i don't remember if they notice signs of the foundation wearing down and they decided not to do anything about it or if they never caught it which in case they never brought in the people who were supposed to inspect it right so either mm. way it's you know it's things like that happen and usually they happen when you don't have proper quality and maintenance system set in place to prevent that okay yeah okay yeah so this is um these are just all the different things that somebody with the engineering background can be involved in yeah and even um sorry to interrupt even if you think about like even in a building right it's not mm-hmm. just a building is civil engineers might build build the building but you mm-hmm. need mechanical and electrical engineers to make it functional, right? right. You need electrical like the elevators and the elevators, but power. Yeah. Right. You need the power that you're going to use in the building. That the load, the amount of power needed, you'll need electrical engineers to make those calculations and make that design aspect. So when you mm-hmm. when, when you're designing the building, you'll have the civil engineers that and the structural engineer that design the foundation. They design okay. This is where the concrete is going to go. This is how much concrete we need. This is how tall it's going to be. And then they'll take that. They'll pass it on to an electrical engineer. And then electrical engineer is going to go, okay, well, if we have this many people using it and we're going to need refrigerators, we're going to need air conditioners, we're going to need water heaters. Okay, this is how much power you need. And this is where you need, this is where you put the wires and things like that. And then beyond that, you'll have the mechanical engineers. The mechanical engineers, they design the water system. So like the water that you have in the building, how much power you need to that, what kind of water boilers you need, the pipe size, where to lay them out, you know, the mechanical engineers, there's HVAC engineers. So HVAC is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Those, uh-huh. they are mechanical engineers and they do that aspect of it. So they decide how much heating and cooling is needed in the building, what kind of air conditioners need to buy for that and things like that. So it's really, it's an, ecosystem and yeah all the disciplines need each other to make things functional yes absolutely i i i never looked at it that way but absolutely it's a it's an ecosystem mm-hmm. yeah yeah so as a freshman in college because what advice would you give to a freshman in college in terms of sticking through with the discipline or even selecting which type of engineer they would want to be? What advice would you give a freshman? Man, all right. That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I w- so in terms of just selecting a discipline, I would highly encourage students to try to see if they can shadow someone, right? Or or maybe start working on, okay, figuring out maybe, okay, what mechanical engineers do 
and 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 looking at that and trying it out you know and i would just say just just look it up see what they do and see what you're leaning towards and also what i want to tell them also listen it's it's not like uh you know it's not written in stone like it's it doesn't seal your fate so let's uh, let's say you go with mechanical engineering and mm-hmm. and or you realize on something it's okay there are mechanical engineers who work on electronics right you have mechanical engineers that work at apple building phones right working with electronic mm-hmm. engineers so oftentimes it's the experience that matters right so whether mm-hmm. you go into so I work, some of my colleagues are electrical engineers. I'm a mechanical engineer, but we all work together and we all work on the same systems. We all work on the same devices. So it, it so don't overthink it too much, right? But understanding the basic foundation is important because when you do mechanical engineering, for example, at least for me, I decided to go with mechanical engineering because it, it touched on all the other disciplines. It talked, it mm-hmm. touched on electrical. It touched on, on, on software engineering. It touched on, you know, of course, aerospace engineering. It touched on civil engineering, right? You have to do structural analysis as a mechanical engineer. So it touched on everything. And I felt like from there on, I should, I could be able to, to go into whatever my interests lie, right? So yeah, that, that was my approach. I forgot to also mention there's industrial engineering as well. Sorry, they oh, just okay. keep coming. There's industrial engineering. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so industrial engineers also, they build machinery. So like in the plants, right? If you look at in these big plants where you have, where they may be making cars or things like that, you have, you have industrial engineers in there. You have manufacturing engineers in there. So it's, it's unlimited. But to go back to your question, Freshman year is very important. You know, I think that's when you really try to, should try to build some really, really good habits. I would say take some time and learn how to learn, right? Learn how mm. to study fast because that's going to be your most valuable asset. Learning how to study and, and, and understand concepts quickly is critical because the information is so vast and the classes move really, really fast. And you have to be able mm. to keep up. And so you knowing, and, and here's the thing. There's a reason why some people learn faster than you. They're not smarter than you. It's just because they have, for whatever reason, by chance or by intention, they learn how to learn. They learn methods mm. that, that allow them to quickly retain a lot of information, whereas you didn't. So mm. you can, you can be better at that. And if you can be better at that, you'll be better at all the subjects that you learn in class. So that is such good advice. Learn how to learn. That is so good. Yeah. So that that would uh, I would say that um, there's like a doctor. There's someone like with a doctor in education. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but he 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 has a concept of this, and like he has advice and tips, you know. And he even have like these exercises to help you improve on that, you know. Maybe I'll see if I can find it and send it to offline yeah but it's it's very helpful it's very critical what else um so there's that really learning how to learn is critical and then beyond that implementing those learning habits you're gonna need them throughout college so the sooner you started the better you know doing that and then also having good study buddies you know 
I don't know anyone who survived engineering school by themselves. It does, you know, it mm. doesn't matter how special you are. And I'm sure this can be applied to other courses as well. You know, when you, you'll see like pre-med and, 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 and at least med school students, they'll learn together, study to learn together. Mm-hmm. And that way, what happens is if we all it's have like creating an ecosystem, it's yeah. an ecosystem for lear- your learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also like sometimes some teachers aren't really good at explaining certain topics, but your friends might be better. Like I know, ah. for example, like I can clearly remember back in when I was doing calculus three, right? My last year of community college, we were taking calculus three and calculus three is a very 3D oriented class, right? So, so, you, so you have these mathematical equations that model 3D objects, right? You have like the X, the Y and the Z plane. And for whatever reason, I, I understood that vectors, it, it just came very naturally to me, right? Okay. But some of my cl- classmates, they struggled with that. And for whatever reason, you know, they couldn't comprehend it. And the teacher was moving so fast in class, they couldn't keep up. But because we had studied, you know, we, we always studied and prepared for exams as a group, you know, that concept, I would go and like break it down, like how to think about it. And because I had more time, I could break it down and take it slow versus the teacher. Right. So, yeah. and the same thing happened for me, for example, like when we were doing physics too, right. There are certain concepts mm-hmm. of electricity and I really struggled with it. Um, but I had friends who lean more towards that. And actually they were planning to go into electrical engineering, right? Mm-hmm. So it made sense. And I was going to mechanical engineering. So it made sense for me to understand that. So they taught me how to understand where, where my gap mm. was. So that's yes. why it's so important. So I would say critical. Yeah, that is such good advice. Wow. Okay. So you're with being a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. What are you working on right now that's exciting for you? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm working on things online and also like at work, but then also personally that I'm very excited. So is there anything that you could tell us? Um, so, okay, well, I, I can't go into specifics, but, you know, if you're familiar with the concept, I guess R&D, which is like research and development. So one uh-huh. of the projects I'm working on at work, you know, is... We're working on this uh, project to basically help. I can't tell the company's name. I'm sorry, but it's basically it's it's to really help. Um, you know, it's an entity with, with the government to help them really improve the speed at which they're doing certain things, right? And like it, it has huge impact, uh, just monetarily, but also just in terms of the survivability of that branch. <laughs> okay. So so that's it's very exciting to see that because you know again. Oftentimes, when you see these huge projects like an airplane or something like that, you wonder, wow, how did it happen? You know, how do you get from start from nothing, just a thought to here? So mm-hmm. having the opportunity to work on that and being involved on that, you know, and, and seeing a project of that scale to work is always amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. But then offline, you know, there are certain things, certain aspects, you know, of my development now i'm i'm a technical project manager so so i i don't always get to do the nitty-gritty but because mm-hmm. i like to do that and like to develop myself individually i have projects at home that that i work on you know 
So currently I'm working on building a assist, uh, like a conveyor system for, for a plant, but I'm, I'm doing it my own way. So like I'm learning, I'm, I'm reinforcing some of that learning in school, some of that learning at work, right? And I'm, I'm doing it at home and it's very fulfilling and I'm getting to, to apply and develop certain parts of my engineering knowledge that, you know, for whatever reason, because of my role, I can't really use at work, but I want to mm-hmm. still use them. I want to develop them, right? So I'm yeah. doing that. And that's also another thing, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to always do it at the job. You know, if you really mm-hmm. care about it, you can you can do it offline and still get as much fulfillment, right? I, I, I want to build things. You know, I have young kids. I want to build like drones with them and things like that, you know, and I'm working on Aww. that. So it's it's fun and I'm 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 still learning, right? You you right. think that it's done, but it's really not. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. That that's so special. You wanna build drones with them. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that just tickles me because for me I'd just go buy one. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So what about what oh my gosh, your 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 kids must be super smart. Um, what about your uh, like any type of mentoring are you what are you doing now are you, are you are you at all helping people who are interested in engineering yeah absolutely of course i i do the engineers Hub podcast where um i bring yes on... tell us about that yeah. tell us about your <laughs> podcast for engineering tell us about the programs yeah, so <laughs> what's going on so yeah so the the engineers Hub podcast started really out of out of that need again if you remember i told you earlier i wasn't really um it was very isolating going through engineering school you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes uh, it felt alone so what i ended up doing was after i graduated you know i was like you know what i'm gonna do something about this you know so i'm gonna because i wish i had seen other people that look like me doing engineering um Mm -hmm. so i was like okay you know what now that I'm in industry, there are people like me doing engineering, but you don't really get to see them. So I want to give them an opportunity, give a platform where we can showcase their brilliance and hopefully mm-hmm. in the process, inspire other maybe high schoolers or other students right now in college who are doing engineering. And maybe they feel isolated to let them know, you know, they're not alone. So right. it started like that. Um, that was back in... 2019 summer 2019 was it or 2020 i don't remember anymore so (laughs) i did that for two years and i got really really good feedback right and i i'm not doing i'm barely doing any promotion but you know the numbers are growing people are finding it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the crazy thing is people are listening to it all the way to australia you know like Yeah, yeah, they're listening in the U.S., Canada, in Central and South America, in Europe, in Africa, uh-huh. like everywhere, all the continents. Yeah. There are people listening to us. I'm like, wow, there must be a really big need for this. So I, I kept doing that, and then of course beyond that, I wanted to do more. So then this is where I um, started the Engineering Career Pathways Institute, yes. which is. Basically, the say that again. I, say that again. Engineering, Engineering. Career Pathways uh-huh. Institute. Okay. So the institute. So now, so the Engineering Podcast is part of the institute now, uh, but the institute has really three core missions. You know, one is 
again, bridging the gap between the standard engineering curriculum at university and mm -hmm. the needs of the industry. So one thing also, this is a big gap because students, engineering students will come out of college and they don't even like, and it's really hard for them to adjust because they don't really know anything about the workplace and they have to learn again. Mm. And one thing I also noticed is there are students or engineering majors who will drop out because they get an internship or they get a job right out of school and they really hate it. Mm. Like, for example, you know, I, I had a friend, you know, who was the mechanical engineering and he was at the same, we had the same internship, but um, he still graduated. But eventually, you know, he was like, it's not really for him. Now, I don't know if he just had a bad experience, you know, going out like in, in the workplace or for whatever reason. So he does something else now, even though he graduated with a mechanical engineering degree. Mm -hmm. But there are cases like that as well. So like there are students who are dropping out of engineering because of that. And I'm like, well, you know, no matter what your passion is, no matter what your interests are, I guarantee you there is there are engineers involved in it so like mm. if you you don't have to work on airplanes if you don't like working airplanes you don't have to work on something that you find boring if you want to you know if you're into music guess what you know you can revolutionize music by maybe designing a better recording system or or building something that that helps facilitate people maybe people who want to listen to music right think about the ipod yeah. right mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. ipod the ipad right well the ipod was an mp3 player right so there's always something for you no matter what you like if you're into boats if you're into airplanes if you're into cell phones if you're into gaming if you're into whatever you can imagine i i, I don't know what's what's the niches out there but whatever you're into like there is a place for you so it's so one, we want to bridge that gap, right? And we want to showcase mm -hmm. all the available career pathways in industry to, to students who are doing engineering or interested in doing engineering. So that's one of our pillars. And the other pillar is, well, I mentioned it. So one is bridging the, the knowledge gap. So mm -hmm. figuring out what industries need and then showcasing that to students. Be, and, and hey, this is the skills you need be, beyond your standard curriculum. These are the certifications mm. you need. This is how you get them. It makes a big difference. Showing them the, the various, the options available. And then third, improving, increasing, contributing to the, to the diversity of the engineering workforce. So how we want to do that is by making all the resources we have available to, to students of underprivileged backgrounds and also developing programs that will help them be ready for the engineering curriculum, you know, if they go in there. So like give them skills they need in terms of math, physics, you know, and all the other disciplines, make sure they're ready for that, right? Um, not make things easier for them, but give them the, the, the resources they need in order to be ready to compete, right? So yeah, that's the, the institute's goals that I, um, I launched it last year, December. So mm -hmm. yeah, so right now we're in the process of just working uh, in I'm working with a couple of universities to see how we can improve things for their for their students who are major in engineering right. yeah and also 
last actually this week earlier this week i went to the satellite show uh, in washington dc 2020 satellite show i had the opportunity to work with a couple of very big and important i guess companies that are making satellites making devices for space exploration space travel mm. you know and mm-hmm. and working with their team so seeing also how we can expose space industry and and things like that to students you know like it's not just yeah. there's it's amazing what you can do so so yeah that's uh that's it right there so that's that's what i'm doing mentoring so it, it's a lot since i have a a job as well for time job that i do outside of yeah. this but yeah it's we wow, just keep that's... it working and improving I love it. You know, I was when I was in high school, there was a exam that you that we had to take to kind of like help you figure out what would be a good career path for you. Mm-hmm. And when I took the exam, it said civil engineering. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um when I would ask I didn't get any explanations that made it any clearer to me. So a program like yours would have been fantastic for me to be able to plug into, say, hey, you know, I've got these test scores back. It's pointing me in the direction of civil engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, can you help me out? I'm not really sure what this is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And 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 I believe really, I believe that's really the key. I don't think we need to push any kids to go into engineering that aren't passionate about it. But I really think there are so many kids out there who, if they just knew it was there and it was for them, they would go right in, you know, without any hesitation. And I think it's just exposing them to, to it and like, like not making it foreign for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that um, b- based on my math skills, I don't know that I would have ever survived. Um. No, you certainly would have. It's you certainly would have. You know, it's uh, I the only the only math actually my favorite class in all of high school was geometry, but that's it. Like I I, I loved geometry, and to me, geometry didn't feel like math. Um, I think it's probably because you got... understood it very well, right? Uh, and it, it was intuitive and it made sense. It did. It made sense. As a matter of fact, my fa- like I said, my favorite, um, my favorite course in high school was uh, geometry. And mm-hmm. my favorite class in college was logic. And so for me, the proofs in geometry felt very much like the logic, um, the logic problems that we had to solve in, in my philosophy um, class. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. You know, my you know my older sister, she was always so afraid of math. Um, but when she you know went to college and she took college algebra, she aced it because like um, I helped her study, but I just like sh- she had to overcome the fear of it, you know, and get tutoring and get mm-hmm. help, and she loved it, and it was like one of her best classes, and it's really just like a fear, and of course, you know, bad teaching doesn't help. <laughs> you know yes uh, so. bad teaching doesn't help and then also um speed right there's this there's this um idea that if you can't do it quickly then you then you're not good at it yeah absolutely and th- that's one that's one of the things it's like you know maybe someone just they can they can get to the right answer they just need to get to it they just need a little bit more time and then over time they can get faster at at that part but 
But yeah, if if you just wash out at the beginning because you can't keep up, it's a it's really unfortunate because you just don't know what what genius lies behind that that person's process. You just need to give them more time. Yeah, absolutely. And even that, like you know, it's also like there's 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 such a thing as really like a learning style also. Like for example, you know, I'm grateful I'm at a point where I'm. I know now like what works and what doesn't, right? So I'll give an example. So right now I'm on a trajectory to get my my professional engineering license, right? Which opens up new doors for me. But it requires, mm-hmm. you know, of course it requires a certain number of years of experience. And you also have to take the fundamental of engineering exam and, and pass okay. it, right? So last yeah. year I was preparing to this take... Is, this is something good that students need to know. Okay, mm-hmm. continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was preparing to take the fundamental engineering exam and, you know, I um, was like, wow, I've been out of school so long. Maybe I definitely need a refresher in certain concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Certain math, certain classes that who maybe made me sweat. I need a little bit of help on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I signed up for this program. Right. It was supposed to be like, I think, three months. Right. And it was mm-hmm. like Mondays and Wednesdays, three hours long. Right. And then there were all mm-hmm. these problems had to go over the weekend. And it was just so structured. And and when I start taking the class, it's like just PowerPoint. And like the instructor was just flying through topics, flying through problems, not really breaking it down. And mm-hmm. a part of me felt like, am I stupid? Like, what's going on here? I, I don't really follow <laughs> right. this. And and then I realized, OK, well, this is not this is not the teaching style for me. So I dropped out of it. And mm. and I I went back and I reviewed the exam and the what I had to study. And I built my own schedule, right? And I built my own program of studying and schedule. And I took it and I passed it the first time, right? Mm. It's like five hour exam. It tests you for everything, for all, everything you learn in college, right? Uh, for mechanical engineering. I took it the first try. I passed it and I learned it. I took my own pace and like focused on what I thought I needed instead of like mm-hmm. that. So sometimes, you know, students may feel like that with certain teachers, right? Like certain teachers, they have genius. Or if you, like you mentioned, if you don't understand mm-hmm. it quickly, you're dumb or you're stupid. Right. No, like that's not always the case. Right. Especially for me, you know, I really like learning. So, for example, right, if you if we're learning a subject, right, and we get halfway through it and like I see this really, really cool concept that I don't understand or I want to explore. I want to pause and really break this down and go back to the root and understand how it get there before I move on. And so what ends up happening is. Let's say if someone else is teaching that class. And I may get stuck here trying to understand this and they just keep moving. And then later mm-hmm. on, I'm so far behind. I'm just like, there's no point, you know? Yeah. And that can happen. So as a student, sometimes you need to understand that. And, you know, if that's the case, you shouldn't internalize just because you don't understand how someone's teaching. And the crazy thing is this happens even in the professional world. People will come to you with certain things that don't make sense. But because they have that, you have the expectation that you have to get it right away. You feel dumb or stupid for not getting it. But when you mm-hmm. look at it, you're like, oh, well, actually, eh, this doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> you know, and you have to have <laughs> professionally doing so, you know, as mm-hmm. a project manager now with clients, you know, they'll come at you with certain things and, and you have to tell them, hey, this is, this doesn't make sense, you know, and it happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are learning styles and understanding how you like to learn is very important. And if you feel stuck, like, for example, when you're in college, you don't really have an option to really tell the teacher, hey, you need to pause, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's where your friends come into play, you know, like, again, the study groups come into play. They help you how to learn. Mm-hmm. They help you overcome certain things and you keep going. But don't let it just because you understand a concept. It's not because you're dumb. And just because you're scared of math, it's probably because you liked it at some point and then maybe the class started going too fast and you lost track and you and then and then for the rest of the time you felt like crap sitting in there because you couldn't follow what was going on and you internalize that no i I would say like just go back and trace the roots and if you need to take your time certain things take your time certain things that's okay that's good that's really good advice so it took me it took me six years like i just want to put that out there for some students like it didn't take me four years to get my bachelor's degree. It took me six years, right? My first year, I was doing general yeah. studies, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other, and then it took me two years to get my associate degree. And then from there on, when I went to make to UMBC, it took me three years because my first year, I paused. I was interested in environmental engineering as well, right? So I mm-hmm. explored again. So mm-hmm. I explored, and then I went back to mechanical engineering, and I graduated. And lo and behold, I'm here. I'm, you know, still as successful and I'm still exploring. I am still exploring. Uh, let it be known. Yes. I'm still taking courses <laughs> offline, learning to build drones and things like that. I don't know what the future has in store, but mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leading towards my passions. And yes. yeah, so keep that in mind as well. You're not racing at against anybody, right? You, like this academic and learning career is not really you're not racing against anybody you you gotta you gotta do what works for you and that's okay that's great advice that's great advice okay so as we head toward the end of this conversation uh-huh. tell us where you can be found on social media or what links like how do, how do we find you so i'm on linkedin okay if you look for mamadou diallo probably see me i'm usually okay. on maybe like third or fourth search on there okay and, and should... then your 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 podcast how do they find your podcast so, and then your other program so the podcast you can find it by going to engineershubpodcast.com and then from there okay. on you can listen to it on apple or, or spotify or you know it's on all the major podcasting platforms google mm-hmm. so you can find it on there and yeah, from, from really LinkedIn and there, you know, you can find those two platforms. And then for the Institute, it's engineeringcareerpathways.org. So engineeringcareerpathways.org. And you can learn more about it there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm also on, on, on Instagram. Uh, I've, I've taken a pause on it, but I'm okay. on there as well. So path, pathpaver underscore Diallo is my acronym. Okay. So you can find me on there as well. 
All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mamadou. I'm so glad that you were able to join. Uh, you dropped so much good advice, so many good nuggets in this episode. So I'm excited to uh, share it with, with the students that are listening to the podcast. So thank you very much. And I will be back in touch with you soon. Absolutely. Glad, glad to be on here. So thank you. And, you know, I think uh, I like what you're doing. I, I think this is awesome. So, yeah. All right. I'll see you soon. That's it for today on Academic Survival. If you want to share your story on how you survived your freshman year of college, you can reach me at info at chandralmcdonald.com. We'll be back next week with more ways to survive your academic journey. Until then, happy studying.